Welcome to California Highways Route by Route. This podcast explores everything about the numbered highways in California, from Route 1 along the coast to US 395 along the Sierras, from Route 8 in the south to Route 139 in the north. Brought to you by the California Highways webpage in Gribble Nation. I'm Daniel Fagan. I do the California Highways webpage at www.cahighways.org. I'm Tom Fear. I am one of four administrators on GribbleNation.org. Typically, I am the one writing about California or the Southwest. This is episode 2.06, Route 1, Pacifica, and San Francisco. So far this season, we've been exploring California highways route by route with Route 1. We've discussed the first federal road between Cumberland, Maryland, and the Ohio River, which is now U.S. Route 40, the exploration of what is now Route 1 in other states, the first state highway, the Lake Tahoe Wagon Road, which is now U.S. Route 50, the first legislative route, LRN 1, now U.S. 101 from San Francisco to Crescent City, Sign Route 1, now Route 1 between Norfolk Gaviota to U.S. 101 near Fortuna. We saw that the 1964 state highway renumbering lengthened Route 1 with the addition of former Sign Route 3, former U.S. Route 101A, LRN 60, from San Juan Capistrano to Ventura, we then discussed the history of Route 1 working from the southern end. We started in Orange County and have gone through all the counties up the coast all the way to the exit of the Tom Lanos Tunnels in Montera. For each, we discussed the history of the various cities, the plans for the freeway routings, names to be used for the highways, and plans and projects along pretty much every segment of roadway. As a reminder, our discussion is built upon the background we built in the first season of the podcast where we discussed the history of the system, which serves to explain the eras of state highways and what we mean when we talk about legislative route numbers, the numbering approach to state highways, which explains how the route numbers were chosen and why, the names of the state highways and how they were chosen, the organizations involved in the state highway system. If you want to catch up on any past episode, we encourage you to go to our Spotify for podcasters home at anchor.fm forward slash CA route by route or our forever home at CA route by route.org and listen to the back episodes. In this episode, we continue our exploration of Route 1, going in post-mile order from south to north. Our focus today is on the remaining portion of Route 1 south of the Golden Gate. This is the section from outside of the Tom Lantos Tunnels, which is essentially Pacifica, to and through San Francisco. And as always, we'll cover some interesting history along the route, some proposals for freeways, which are really interesting in this area, the stories behind some of the names on the route, and some interesting projects proposed for the route. This season, we'll have 10 episodes on Route 1 and 2 on Route 2, and the next episode will cover something that's not on Route 1, but is sort of Route 1 adjacent, the Golden Gate Bridge. The Golden Gate Bridge is its own district. It is not part of the state highway system. It's not Route 1. It's not US 101, but it's something in between, and it has some interesting history of its own, and we'll cover that in the next episode. As a reminder... Today's Route 1 has multiple segments. Segment A, from Route 5 south to San Juan Capistrano to Route 101 near El Rio, except for the portions of Route 1 relinquished in Dana Point, Newport Beach, Santa Monica, and Oxnard, and there is authorization to relinquish the route in Los Angeles south of Santa Monica and at one time in Torrance. We'll see if that ever happens. Segment B, from Route 101 at Emma Wood State Beach, 1.3 miles north of Route 33 to Route 101, 2.8 miles south of the Ventura-Santa Barbara County line at the Mobile Pier Undercrossing. Section C, from Route 101 near Las Cruces to Route 101 in Pismo Beach via the vicinity of Lompoc, Vandenberg Air Force Base, now Space Force Base, and Guadalupe, with authorization to relinquish in Pismo Beach. 
segment D from Route 101 in San Luis Obispo to Route 280 south of San Francisco along the coast via Cambria, San Simeon, and Santa Cruz. Segment E, Route 280 near the south boundary of the city and county of San Francisco to Route 101 near the approach to the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. And the segment north of the Golden Gate Bridge we discuss in episodes 2.07 to 2.10. This episode focuses on the portion of segment D between Pacifica and Route 280 and segment E in the city of San Francisco. Recall, segment A, Oxnard to San Juan Capistrano was U.S. Route 101A, Sign Route 3, and Legislative Route 60. Segment B, the Ventura Beaches, was a former segment of U.S. Route 101 since bypassed and Legislative Route 2. Segment C, Las Cruces to Pismo Beach. This was part of the original Sign Route 1. LRN 56 with some portions near Arcot as LRN 2. Segment D and Slow to San Francisco. Again, part of the original Sign Route 1 and LRN 56. Segment E, San Francisco. Again, part of the original Sign Route 1 and LRN 56, but at times LRN 225. Let's go over the legislative history of LRN 56, and some of this we've talked about before. The segment between San Simeon and Carmel is the oldest segment of the route. It was added to the state highway system in 1919. It was extended southeast to Cambria in 1921. It was extended further to San Luis Obispo and a connection to Legislative Route 2 in 1931, with some routing in Cambria removed. In 1933, there were more extensions added. A, a segment from Legislative Route 2, US 101 near Las Cruces via Lompoc and Guadalupe, to US-101, Legislative Route 2 near Pismo Beach. Segment B, Legislative Route 56 near Carmel to Santa Cruz. Segment C, Santa Cruz to San Francisco via the coast. And if you remember from the last episode, that Segment C was what was Joint Highway District 10. That's why it's separate. Segment D, the state highway near the southerly end of the Marin Peninsula to Marin-Sonoma County line via the coast route. Segment E, the Russian River near Jenner to Westport and Segment F, Ferndale to Legislative Route 1, again, US 101, near Fernbridge. In 1935, this was all codified as LRN 56. Since LRN 56 was codified in 1935, there have been some changes. In 1943, there were some adjustments out of San Francisco that we'll talk about in a minute. In 1951, some gaps north of Marin were filled in. In 1955, there were some adjustments near Fernbridge and Leggett. In 1957, they deleted the reference to Carmel. In 1959, they changed it to via the vicinity of Lompoc and Guadalupe. And both the 57 and 59 changes were done to allow bypasses of urban areas. So you didn't want to imply that it was going through the city when you bypassed it. So we mentioned those changes that occurred in 1943. In 1943, Chapter 661 permitted the commission and the department to abandon and relocate any portion or portions of Legislative Route 56 as now established and laid out between the intersection of LRN 56 and LRN 55 south of San Francisco and the town of Farallon City in San Mateo County and to take any and all actions necessary for such abandonment and relocation. LRN 55 was Skyline Boulevard, Sign Route 5, later Route 35 when they renumbered things in 64. Farallon City was now called Montara. So this is the portion of the coast that includes the Devil Slide up to Daly City in Coloma. Such abandonment may be affected 
prior to relocation and pending relocation, the commission department may adopt and maintain any traversable road around the portion or portion so abandoned. Why did they do this? What 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 is all of this relocation? And that's because there were so many rock and mudslides on the portions of Route 1 that made the maintenance excessive and endangered the public. This is well after they had switched to the devil slide routing. Tom, do you recall when they constructed the devil slide? 1937, so it's actually very close to when they had constructed it. Okay, so they had already moved to the devil slide routing. So this is some routing north of that and working in that area north of it where they had had a lot more mudslides. Have you run into any of the history on this rerouting? I think they're actually referring to double slide. It would make sense given that there was like a history even early on after that alignment moved off Old Pedro Mountain Road. Like double slide from the get-go is just very, very slide prone. Um, I believe there was the first major one in 1940. Um, and really that kind of history just kind of carried all the way throughout until the Tom Lantos tunnels were built. There were also some areas north of that. I'm thinking, oh, I don't remember the name of that area. It is up near, right near where Skyline Boulevard and 101 come together. They also had a whole batch of reroutings. I think they lost some cliffs due to earthquakes in that area. Yeah, it could be. Honestly, not quite as familiar with those realignments as I am Montana Mountain. Okay, I think we talk a little bit more on that other rerouting later because that's in this segment. But this is why they have those changes in 43. Historical routings. We're going to break the historical routings into two segments. The remainder of segment D and segment E because E is quite complicated. Segment D runs through Pacifica, Colma, and Daly City. Segment E is in the city and county of San Francisco and is caught up in the mess that was the freeway revolt and rearrangement in San Francisco. We're going to explore a few of those communities. So in Pacifica, by 1957, Route 1 ran northward up the coast through an unincorporated group of communities that later incorporated as Pacifica. This is approximately San Mateo Post Mile R42.571, but it wouldn't have had the R in 57 um, because the post miles didn't come into play until 1964, as we talked about in an earlier episode. Note that there is an unconstructed segment of Route 380 in this area that ran from Route 1 near Pacifica to Route 280 in San Bruno. This was unsigned Route 186 before 1969, and there's still evidence of a stub of this at the 280-380 junction. I know there are some pictures of this on my website. I-380 would have actually continued west of the current Y interchange with Route 280, first through a path between Claremont and Crestmore Drive, headed to Skyline Boulevard, Route 35. Route 380 would have met near San Bruno Avenue and Skyline Boulevard Junction. Most of the possible right-of-way is currently either forested or parkland. West of Route 35, Route 380 would have crossed the San Bruno city limits and straddled it on the south side, following trails in the Golden Gate National Recreation Area in Sweeney Ridge as it entered Pacifica. It would follow some paved trails to the junction of Morris Point Road, Bradford Way, and Route 1. This just also happens to be the current south end of the Route 1 freeway and may imply that the south end of the Route 1 freeway was to have been directly connected into Route 380. Past Route 1, Route 380 would have headed southwest at a 20-degree angle or so away from Morris Point, but towards the coast, at the coast, the freeway would make its southward turn back to Route 1. Do you know anything about this unconstructed portion of Route 380? 
So the ghost stub is pretty well known, and Caltrans uses it as a uh, storage yard, actually. And my understanding is most of the photos come from it from people stopping on the westbound ramp of 380 onto 280 North. Uh, not that I'm recommending anyone stop on the freeway. That's, I guess, where people are getting it. You can kind of see what they're doing from Google Maps if you're on Google Street View, how they would angle like a camera in down there and they'd be able to see the ghost ramp. Do you know anything about the plans for construction other than what I found there? No. Within Daly City, a highway entered Daly City near the coast and ran northward along the bottom of the high cliff next to the beach west of the Palisade section of Daly City. And what is now the abandoned Thornton Beach area, Route 1 sharply veered eastward and crossed what was then Skylight Boulevard, which was, again, pre-1964 Route 5 and now Route 35. It's not Route 35 anymore, is it? That's the part that's multiplex and 280. Route 1 then ran eastward through the Westlake part of Daly City on a wide divided road that was then known as Alamini Boulevard. Route 1 proceeded eastward on Alamini Boulevard in Daly City until it reached Junipero Serra Boulevard. The highway turned northward at a 90-degree angle at Junipero Serra Boulevard entering San Francisco. Later, Alamini Boulevard, which ended at Junipero Serra in Daly City, just south of the San Francisco border, restarted about a quarter mile north inside San Francisco and proceeded eastward. This was renamed as John Daly Boulevard. The name of the name of Knowles Road in Daly City, which was a continuation of Alamini in Daly City, beginning eastward at Alamini slash Junipero Serra Junction, was also changed to John Daly Boulevard, which essentially fused the two streets that continued into each other anyways. So what that last paragraph is basically saying is you had two segments of Alamany that got renamed John Daly Road. There was Knowles Road in the middle. That was later renamed John Daly Road, which unified everything. Right. Now, before we go to talk a bit more about Daly City, that area about Thornton Beach, where they had to reroute it because of those cliffs, that's what I was thinking about with this 1943 stuff, because they had a whole cliff area there near Thornton that they lost in an earthquake. Oh, yeah. Okay, I know this now. You can even see this with some of the housing developments where they've even shifted. Yeah. And yeah, like I, they kind of like suddenly end in a weird way. And I wouldn't be surprised if that wasn't also part of the reason for that change in 1943. Probably. You can kind of see a extension of this problem up on Great Highway, even, in the city of San Francisco. Like similar conditions where like the roadway is just like sinking into the ocean from erosion. Yeah. Talk about setting things up. The earthquake of 1957 destroyed the cliffside portion of Route 1 in Daly City. So that year it was rerouted from the Daly City Pacifica border from staying along the coast to instead proceeding northwest near Monterey Road, joining present day Route 35 near the current Route 1, Route 35 interchange. Post-1957, Route 1 shared LRN 55 from the current Route 35, Route 1 interchange to the Alamini Daily Diagonal. Route 1 then came to run northward to the east of the Palisade section of Daly City and no longer to the west of the district. In 1968, this routing changed to the present routing where Route 1 continues northwestern Route 35 to Route 280 and then continuing sign is Route 1 North. Note the Skyline Drive was never LRN 56. There was a distinct route west the skyline between Edgemar and Thornton, but there appears to be no present-day street in that position. And so this is that whole earthquake mess. And now we come to the city of San Francisco itself. Route 1 entered San Francisco as Sarah Boulevard, as it does today. Sarah parallels Route 280. 
Here things get interesting as we turn to the definition of the route in the city. In 1963, the route was defined as a connection from Route 280 to Route 82 near the south boundary of the city and county of San Francisco. In 1968, Chapter 282 changed the routing. A portion of Route 1 from Route 280 to Route 82 was transferred to Route 280. That portion of the routing was part of the Southern Freeway and was the LRN 225 portion of 280. As a result, the definition was changed to Route 280 near the south boundary of the city and county of San Francisco to Route 480 in San Francisco. In 1991, Chapter 493 reflected the deletion of Route 480, changing the end of the segment to Route 1 near the approach to the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. So, the route ran through the city of San Francisco as follows. Route 1 northbound entered the city of San Francisco via Junipero Serra Boulevard, a legislative Route 56. It merged onto 19th Avenue via the 19th Avenue extension towards Golden Gate Park on what was Legislative Route 56. Route 1 intersected Sign Route 5, now Route 35, at, on 19th Avenue at Sloat Boulevard. Route 1 entered Golden Gate Park via 19th Avenue, where the state maintenance terminated at Lincoln Way. Before the Golden Gate Bridge was built, Route 1 traversed the local roads of Golden Gate Park around the western and northern shore of Stowe Lake to Fulton Street. There was a planned bypass of Stowe Lake that would follow the southern and eastern shores to a planned new alignment via Funston Avenue. The planned Funston Avenue alignment of Route 1 was shown on some maps traversing the Presidio to the Golden Gate Bridge construction site. Route 1 then headed east via Fulton Street to the City Hall Complex at Franklin Street. It traversed the City Hall Complex via Franklin Street and McAllister Street to reach US 101 Legislative Route 2 at Van Ness Avenue. Route 1 then followed a multiplex of US 101 via Van Ness Avenue, Bay Street, and Hyde Street to the Hyde Street Pier, where ferries awaited to cross the bay because, of course, there was no bridge. Now, Tom will tell you how the construction of the Golden Gate Bridge changed all of this. So, negotiations for construction through the Presidio began in 1935 between the military, Golden Gate Bridge, and Highway District, and the city of San Francisco, with the Division of Highways not taking part. In 1937, the Division of Highways assumed control of the Presidio connector to the Golden Gate Bridge and also took over negotiations with the military. Construction through the Presidio was issued via military permit to the Division of Highways on July 27, 1938. A U.S. Army requirement was for the Presidio project to be fully limited access through the military reservation. There was a 1,300-foot tunnel under the Presidio golf course. Completion was anticipated for April 1940. In the 1940s, Route 1 through Golden Gate Park was widened on 19th Avenue and was a divided highway through Golden Gate Park. Through the park itself, Route 1 was not state-maintained as a part of LRN 56. It was aligned along the western and northern shores of Stull Lake and Golden Gate Park. With the completion of the Golden Gate Park segment and the widening of 19th Avenue, the present alignment of Route 1 in San Francisco took shape. Route 1 exited along Park Presidio Road, which it then followed to meet US 101 at the north edge of the Presidio. Bringing us to the 1950s, we now get into the freeway plan for San Francisco and the impact of the freeway revolt. Now, Route 1 was at the edge of the whole mess of the freeway plan in San Francisco. Originally, the 1955 plan was for Route 1 to run over a little connector between Alamany and Old US 101, which is now Route 82. This was LRN 225, a connection between Legislative Route 56, Route 1, and Legislative Route 2, US 101, near the south boundary of the city and county of San Francisco, defined in 1947. Route 1 would then disappear. 
until it resurfaced in Marin. I-280 would be roughly along the current Route 1 to Interstate 480 and the Golden Gate Bridge. Thus, the 1963 definition of this segment, a connection from Route 280 to Route 82 near the south boundary of the city and county of San Francisco. That's very similar to what was defined for Route 225. 1968 brings us to the freeway revolt. Loads of freeways were canceled in San Francisco. So what happened? Well, Route 280 took over the former legislative Route 225. So what was Route 1 became Route 280 and then continued along the former Route 82 across US 101 to meet Route 87. You're going to go, Route 87? Route 87. Well, Route 87 was a route that would have ran up the bay all the way from Route 237 near Mountain View up towards Candlestick Park where it met Route 230. Some maps then show an alternate routing where Route 1 would have diverged from 19th Avenue, ran slightly to the east, moving to meet the Crosstown Freeway, which I think was going to be I-80 at that point. I could remember the number wrong. And then continuing north to the Golden Gate Approach. It appears this routing was, at one time, planned for freeway construction as the Park Presidio Freeway, and then the Junipero Serra Freeway. And it was to have been part of the 1955 traffic plan, which was later deleted as a freeway. There are still some remnants of the planning in this segment of Route 1 between 19th Avenue and the Interstate 280 interchange built in the 1950s. It is hypothesized that this quasi-freeway section was to have been part of the extension of the Serra Freeway to Golden Gate Park and the Park Presidio Freeway going to the Golden Gate Bridge and eventually to Nevada. There are two interchanges on the small stub of freeway, Brotherhood Way and Alamany Boulevard. During this time, when all this was going on, they just kept Route 1 signed on its original routing. This is why the 1968 redefinition was Route 280 near the south boundary of the city and county of San Francisco. In other words, where Route 1 got renumbered to Route 280, that old part of Route 1, to Route 480 in San Francisco, which was, of course, all the way at the north end of the city, the entrance to the Golden Gate. But then the freeway revolt occurred, and an earthquake killed Route 480. And the definition changed again. Route 280 near the south boundary of the city and county of San Francisco to Route 101 near the approach to the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. So, Tom, any comments on this whole mess of freeways in San Francisco and the freeway revolt and how it affected Route 1? So, basically, Route 1 was kind of being more or less pushed aside as kind of uh, almost a silent route through all these interstate corridors that were planned for San Francisco. You had the 480 was the Golden Gate Freeway Corridor in Embarcadero. 280 was along 19th Avenue. You had the Central Freeway, which was I-80. And as far as I can tell, there was never really a plan to really realign US-101. It was more or less going to run down Van Ness and kind of run into what was the Golden Gate Freeway. So more or less, you kind of had a really... Silent Route 1 is really kind of hard to say, like where Route 1 would have fit in as far as actual field signage, if it would have just kind of been like how it just sometimes disappears and reappears like it does now, or that might have been multiplex. It's like all this stuff got really, really screwy when these freeway revolts happened, and pretty much it just kind of stayed where it was at as far as sign route signage actually goes and never really changed. Yeah, the whole freeway revolt is a mess, especially if you recall when we talked about the Coast Freeway when we were talking about L.A. County and the whole notion of building a causeway in the Santa Monica Bay, you had similar plans for this Route 87 and Route 230 
in San Francisco Bay that would have been on the east side of 101 there in the water. Yeah, I always thought that there was probably some long-term plan that would accompany 87. Um, and a lot of 87 never had an adopted alignment. So it never really got as close as people might think to actually being constructed. Like around Hunter's Point, it did. But I'm pretty sure the long-term plan was to infill all that water between 87 and 101, because that was always something that was kind of always in the background of San Francisco Bay Area was using landfill to create more land in the southern parts of the bay. This is part of this whole thing where, you know, like they're trying to find places for people to live, which you pay attention to news about the Bay Area today. It's kind of still a thing, but people just move out to like Tracy or Modesto now, as opposed to really infilling the Bay more, Bay Area more. And I don't think people realize that, what is it, there's a good portion of San Francisco that is actually fill. They, yeah. um, they docked ships, and then they filled in the land around the ships. And to this day, when they build foundations, they often run into the pieces of ships. Yeah, a lot of it on Embarcadero, actually, is all landfill. Which, in some ways, explains why San Francisco has had such a susceptibility to earthquakes. Yeah, liquefaction. Yep. But moving back to what we talk about, relinquishments and projects. Tom? None. Nothing. Yeah. No relinquishments in this area have occurred. Similarly? No projects. This is such a narrow area and an area that's unchanging. They really have not had a lot of major projects. There are some minor ones. There's a batch of resurfacing going on, but really nothing major. Yeah, nothing that would really... I think would I don't think would be very exciting to talk about. Yeah. Now we do have one piece of naming that's interesting, which is the portion of Route One in San Mateo County from the interchange at Skyline Boulevard to the southern city limits of the city of Pacifica is officially named the Lewis J. Papan Highway. Lewis J. Papan was first elected to the Daly City Council in November nineteen seventy. In November nineteen seventy two, he was elected to the state assembly and then reelected seven times serving in the Assembly until 1986. He was again elected to the Assembly in 1996 and re-elected twice, serving as the Dean of the Assembly until 2002. In the Assembly, he was critical in securing funding for the purchase of Lindemar Beach and the Pacifica Pier in the city of Pacifica and authored the legislation necessary to create Caltrain, which serves the commuters in San Mateo County. He oversaw the restoration of the historic Capitol building, served as chair of the Assembly Committee on Rules and Banking and Finance, and this was named by a resolution in 2002. Now, one interesting anecdote about Papan. When he left office, he didn't want any accolades. So other than the naming resolution, he was roasted by the legislature. Assemblywoman Sarah Reyes from Fresno said, it gives me great pain to stand here and say something nice about Lou Papin. All I can tell you is that I've been down Highway 1, particularly this stretch, and there's a lot of traffic and a lot of noise, which is kind of like Lou Papin, and a lot of curves and a lot of twists and terms, which is kind of like listening to Lou Papin. A mock analysis of the bill prepared by the staff of the Assembly's Appropriations Committee warned that it would cost $250,000 a year to replace the signs that would be stolen and cost an additional $300,000 in increased traffic costs as people flocked to see the sign to vandalize it. Assemblyman Joe Cassian Miller from Pittsburgh, who authored the resolution, which passed the Assembly 77-0, to said, 
We have resisted efforts that have been undertaken by certain parties to make sure this is one stretch of California Speedway without a posted speed limit. This is in reference to one of the things for which Papan gained notoriety, his fast driving. He earned the nickname Leadfoot Lou in the 1970s when he received several speeding tickets while driving between Sacramento and the Peninsula District, where he was coming home every night to be with his critically ill son, John, and his wife, Irene, who suffered for decades with a number of serious ailments, including lupus and cancer. And so this tribute to him stands, and you can think about this guy whenever you drive that stretch of highway. I'm hearing Tom laughing in the background. Yeah, that's an interesting story. And this was then like around that whole 55 mile per hour speed limit thing, too. Yeah. In the federal level during the whole OPEC crisis. Yep. Next time on California Highways Route by Route, we explore the odd break in the route, the Golden Gate Bridge, which is neither Route 1 or nor US 101, not even a state highway. It's its own unique creation. I always like that line. It's its own unique creation. Whenever I hear that, the music from La Cage à Faux goes through my head. For more information, visit the pages on Route 1, Route 35, Route 380, Route 280, LRN 56, and the other ones that I'll link over on cahighways.org. There is at least one Gribble Nation blog on the original alignment of California State Route 1 in San Francisco, which we'll link in. And we'll have a few other links, which we'll put on the show page. Some closing lines. As always, information on our episode is available on our website, caroutebyroute.org, where you can leave us comments on the episode. This episode is available on our anchor.fm home, anchor.fm forward slash caroutebyroute. Join us as we continue to explore California highways route by route. This episode was written by Daniel Fagan and Tom Fear. Edited and produced by Daniel Fagan. Our opening theme is I Like to Be by the Seaside by John H. Schleberkind. Do you have an opening theme you think might be good for our show and is either in the public domain or you're willing to let us use? Contact me at daniel at carapbyrot.org. Or if you know how to clear a theme, I have a theme I'd like to use, but I have no idea how to clear it or how much it costs. Let me know. Episodes are recorded using freeconferencecall.com. And this podcast, as always, is a product of California Highways at cahighways.org and Gribble Nation at gribblenation.org. And with that, Tom, thoughts on Route 1 in San Francisco? By far the fastest way through the city, by, by a large margin. If you happen to ever be going through San Francisco and you don't feel like slogging down Van Ness and Lombard on US 101, 19th and Park Presidio is the way to go. We'll get you to the city fast. Having not done a lot of driving in San Francisco, I will take your word on that. I am not that familiar with Route 1 in San Francisco. Yeah, I think I, I'm not even sure I've driven it. I, I don't get up to the northern Bay Area all that often. Yeah, I try to get up to the area at least a couple times a year. So I'm kind of, I mean, I think I'm pretty familiar with the Bay Area just in general. Um, it's also one of the few places in San Francisco where you probably can find reasonable parking. Um, not that really there's a lot out there. I mean, Vermont Street is a uh, great highway. So there are some things to see. Uh, Baker Beach is a really great place to see the Golden Gate Bridge on the San Francisco side. But it's uh, kind of a different atmosphere to like, you know, downtown Market Street, Lombard and all that, where basically you just like need to find a hotel. You can park your car or take transit into the city. So I've always kind of preferred route one through the city if I'm just passing through. Yeah, I've always taken transit. I'm more familiar with the South Bay, the area by Mountain View, that area, or out in Oakland because my daughter went to UC Berkeley and therefore we know that area. I've been to a few uh, live theater shows in San Francisco, but we've always taken BART. We've never driven in there and parked. And with that, 
we will end this episode next time, the Golden Gate Bridge, and we will learn all about that. I'll note, if you're into the Golden Gate Bridge, there was a um, Engineering Marvels episode, I forget the channel it's on, Discovery, I think, that talked about the whole competition that went on between the builders of the Golden Gate Bridge and the builders of the, um, was it the Oakland Bridge, the San Francisco Bay Bridge? The Bay um, Bridge. Yeah. And they were sort of in a race with each other to see who could finish it first. It's, if you can find that episode, it's an interesting one. And with that, we will see you next time on California Highways, Route by Route. Thank you.